Welcome to the Seaways Home podcast. This is your guide of the heart, Namain Atumek. <laughs> and I invite you to join me on an adventure of consciousness. In introducing the podcast series to you, I wanted to outline what Seaways Home is about, what we're doing, how we're contributing to the elevation of consciousness on the planet. So today I just wanted to outline why I'm called at this point in my life to start sharing a podcast with you, to open up a dialogue with you in community so that we can start to talk about the things that matter to you and the survival of your family and your species, how to come into right relationship with yourself so that you really feel that you're at home with yourself not stressed out, not traumatized, not torn apart by the conflicts of the world. And then how to be at home in relationship with other people, how to overcome differences, how to be in, in acceptance that we're 99.9% exactly genetically the same and that our 0.01% differences really are entertaining diversions from the truth, that we're all the same. What's of great interest to me is, of course, love. That's the thing that really matters in the end, in the end of our lives, at the end of the day, the feeling of whether or not we've loved or been loved. So that's going to be a primary thread in our conversations. The biggest thing that I uh, wanted to share with you to just start off with is why I chose Seaways Home as the organisation through which our work can be shared. The letter C is important. It's the primary representation of the letter carbon. And carbon is the element that is in all living systems on this planet. So we're fundamentally connected to carbon. The second reason we chose C and all of the ways to come home was consciousness and being able to care for all creatures. So there's like a sense for me of consciousness is something that we have all of the time. It's simply about which state of consciousness are you in? Are you in a very contracted, small level of consciousness where you might feel very young or very powerless or you might feel very depressed or very constricted in some way? And then can you expand that consciousness so that you then become very alive and have access to lots of multiple levels of consciousness? and being able to create a sense of connection so that you can move and shift your consciousness at will. That's what I call freedom. Being able to choose the level of consciousness at which you want to respond. So Seaways Home has a lot of different modalities that we use to help people shift consciousness. C is also about all of the, the C's, caring for all creatures, being committed to the shifts and changes that we need to make doing it in community, being able to connect and be competent in our critical thinking, being able to open up all kinds of different ways of opening our creativity so that we come up with solutions that are based on nature, that are based on love, that are based on a sense of connectivity on all levels. So Seaways Home is also standing for the, the sea being a way of seeing so seeing through different levels of perception, seeing with the visual and uh, context and being able to shift the way that we look and see things. But it's also about seeing with the heart, seeing through feeling, seeing through empathy, seeing through compassion. Seeing through the heart is not logical. 
Seeing through the heart is more like living in a dream where things can shift and change according to your level of consciousness and your level of perception. There's also the see that we are capable, natural human beings. And what does it mean to be capable, to be able to respond to lots of different circumstances in our lives? And then the biggest one for us, of course, is the sea of conception and of rebirth. Because every time we shift consciousness, we undergo a rebirth process. And a lot of us don't even know what that means. Well, rebirth is a stressful process. Being who I am and knowing who I am and how I fit in the world. And then agreeing to step into the unknown and become something more. To step into a sense of myself as connected to all life throughout all space and time. That's scary. So you need courage. You need a container. You need to be able to care for. You need to understand what the maps are in order to be able to do that kind of journey. So rebirth, the rebirth was encapsulated with the letter C. So if you turn a, a mother very pregnant with a baby that's about to be born, her belly looks like a giant C, you know, and she is the container. She is the source of our life. A lot of the work that we do here at Seaways Home is deeply feminine. We have a lot of respect for the feminine ways of contraction and of expansion and of care and of being able to cherish those moments from conception all the way through to adulthood. And for a lot of us, there is a lot of stress in our systems and we don't even know what our stress patterns are. So part of our work of consciousness is being able to understand the processes of contraction and why they are important and where they come from and what decisions we made when we were in the first contractions of our lives. And those first contractions happened when we were being born. So our birthing imprint, what happened when we first started formulating the, our response to stress, is extraordinarily primal. And because it's so primal, oftentimes we shy away from it. It feels scary it feels like oh my gosh I can't know that and yet we long to know that we need to know what our stress patterns are so that we've got choice so that we've got the ability to choose our emotional response we need to know what our stress patterns are so that we can find out what works for us to turn the stress off as animal creatures we're meant to be stressed we get excited with the adventure of life we want to dive into something new we don't want to do boring old stuff every day all day long we need stimulation and that's what stress can be but if you're being stimulated all the time and you're under pressure and you're gripping and your body is clamped all of the time you're no longer a natural human being you're a crazy person. <laughs> You're a crazy person. Like our culture, you know, we get caught up in this corporate sense that we have to, have to, more, 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 greater, greater, greater. And we get caught up in consumerism. We get caught up. And so we're in a contracted state all the time. And our organisms don't like that. We're meant to contract and we're meant to release. We're meant to exhale. We're meant to suffer. We're meant to rest. We're meant to come into a sense of... <sighs> and to feel what it's like at the bottom of the breath. So for, for us, the work of uh, conception through those early formative months inside of the mother's womb, the, the processes, the incredible processes that we go through when we're being born, and then the incredible 
complexity of what happens to us when we come out of our mother and we become part of the outside world. That's an amazing and an extraordinary adventure to understand what happened to us in those circumstances. And there's a freedom to be gained when you know what happened. You go into rebirth experiences. You experience your birth again, but you may not recognize it. You might experience hell realms. You might feel like you're being torn apart. You might feel like you can't breathe. You might feel like you're having a panic attack. You might feel like you're dying. Well, hello, folks. That is what happens when you're being born. But you also might feel like you've got the most extraordinary level of heat and energy in your body. You might feel like you're exploding. You might feel like, oh, wow, I, I saw divine creatures or I had conversations with the source of creation itself. You might feel so altered that you no longer even identify as human. So these are the things that can happen when we go through a rebirth process. So understanding and knowing what consciousness is about, what happens for us as we give birth to more of ourselves, whether it's through breath or whether it's through meditation or whether it's through conversation, we can alter our consciousness in multiple, multiple different ways. And the reason that I'm so passionate about all of this is because I want to see our children have a world to inhabit. And we are consuming the world. We in Western culture have set a precedent that now other cultures around the world, China included, they're now emulating what we've done, consuming everything, acting in a way where we believe that the world is ours to consume. And it's not. This world belongs to every creature. And we cannot survive without all of the trees. We breathe in their oxygen and we breathe out carbon dioxide. We live together. We cannot keep heating the oceans. It will kill us. It's already changing our weather patterns in extraordinarily profound ways that it's going to take years to come back into a, a homeo homeostatic relationship with the land and with us. So we in Western culture have a responsibility. We messed up the atmosphere. We've messed up the oceans. We've messed up the world. We've done this. And a lot of us feel paralyzed with guilt and shame that we've contributed to this. And we feel like we're, we are responsible. But we are in a system of corporate culture that has told us that this is what we should deserve. This is what we need. This is what we should want. This is what it means to be a successful human being. And we're now at a juncture where we get to make a different choice. And so I'm not working at a corporate level. I'm not working at a world environmental level. I'm not looking to change world systems of governance. What I'm looking at is one human heart. One human heart that can make a different choice. And what does it mean for you to make that choice? So that's one of the things that we're going to be exploring over the course of this podcast. So where does hope lie? Where does hope lie inside of you? Where is your personal hope? What do you hope for? What do you dream for? How do you make your dreams come real? How do you deal with collective hope? What, how do you create collective hope? Uh -huh. Well, my answer to that is always love. Love and hope go hand in hand. And when we lose hope, there is often a sense that we've lost love as well. So a big part of our investigations, our conversations, 
everything that we're going to be exploring together, including the interesting topics I hope you'll send to me, will be about love. Love. It's at the core of all of that I'm going to be talking about because I firmly believe from my experience and from working with people for 30 years now that love is the most transformative power on the planet and that love is universal. So we'll be exploring all of the different kinds of love that I've discovered so far and I'm by no means an expert on this. We'll be talking about why love fails and why we fail love. We'll be discussing and exploring deep and intimate processes where we can learn to love more together, that I'll learn about love from you and that you'll learn about love from me. We'll explore all of the different kinds of love, sexual love, parenting love, love of nature, love of concepts, love of compassion, love of devotion, all of these different ways of loving We'll learn a lot about self-care and what it means to love oneself and to figure out who is the self that needs self-care, you know? Is it the child in you that needs to be cared for, the wounded child? Is it you as a man or a woman or a human being right now that needs to be cared for? Is it your future self that needs to be cared for? Is it your soul that needs to be cared for? Who needs to be cared for? We all need a lot, lot more care in our lives. So I figure that consciousness shifts and changes when we make the choice to care, when we agree to be a competent, compassionate, committed human being. So in the course of this podcast, we'll also explore a lot of technology. What is the latest neurobiological information that we can turn into practices that we can apply with our lives and share with our children? What can we do in the way of changing the way that we breathe or help ourselves to relax or learn how to sleep? I love gathering the resources that are available that, from other people, from other technicians, from other podcasts and bring them to you and, and give them to you through the lens of love, of what I figured out works. You know, because we're getting swamped by so much information these days. So what works? I try out everything on myself first before I share it with you. I often try it out on the people that I'm teaching or training. And then if it really works, then we'll share it. So most of what we'll do on this podcast is learn and inquire together. So let me know what you're interested in. For me, being able to create a world where your children and your grandchildren can still have a world to live in that is not a dystopian miasma of pain and suffering and decay that incorporates beauty that has life that has a generosity and a level of of artistic freedom where we can create beauty together we'll still need both not just one not just the other so how do we resolve duality how do we do that you know we need to have the capacity to embrace the darkness within us so that we know what the choices are in that space and make different choices. But we also need to understand and experience ecstasy, profound levels of beauty, wonder and awe. And we need those spaces because they nourish our spirit and our soul. So we're exploring duality and how do we do that dance? How do we connect to the light and the dark to stand in the potent power of the centre? of presence. 
So take a breath and feel for this moment that love is a possibility, that love is a hope, that love is right here between us. Even if I don't know you, even if I can't see you, you can be touched by love right now. If you want to find out more, come to Seaway's home. I look forward to being with you. Thank you.